This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. If you did not win the ticket giveaway, we already have our winner. Don't worry. There's more. In the 5 o'clock hour, G-Bag will do the same giveaway for the same or like adjacent same amazing seats. And if you missed the last segment, you missed Corey's amazing joke. You're welcome. Surely that will be the most noteworthy thing to come out of that segment. That and whoever won the Cowboys tickets. So you're telling me that G-Bag is having Demarcus Lawrence on, otherwise known as Tank. Tank. And they're giving away Cowboys tickets in almost like an, within an hour of each other? Yes. That's Why awesome. you would be away from your radio at any point during that show, but especially in that hour, it uh, befuddles me. Why we Tolo. Now, it's time for the C-Block starring Corey Majors. Hit the music, Joey. He looks very panicked right now. Hit the intro. Is there not a... There's not an intro for this. Thank I you very like much. I did like that he kind of did a yeah. dance move or something. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I want to start with a story. A story about a man, a man Mm -hmm. who had a chance, a chance to play for the Chiefs. Uh Uh-huh. And for some reason, he said no. Haley Sutton from DallasCowboys.com sat down with Peyton Hendershot, who I can't. Have you decided, do you like Ferguson or Hendershot more? Do you like them just as the combo? See, that's a great question because I know I should, but in my mind, I always consider any accomplishment by either an accomplishment for Team Fergushot. Uh huh. I, I will work on that. I also, um, I'm, I'm interested. I've been checking out Haley Sutton does some really good work, man. And I know Bobby said that she's a, a star in the making. Uh, maybe he said she's already a star, but yeah, just some really good work over there at DallasCowboys.com. Really appreciate all the stuff that they do there. Tomorrow at this time, we will have Isaiah Stanback joining He's us. Great, yeah, he does there. some great stuff too. Um, this is the conversation about how he, how Hendershot almost became a chief. So when you did get that call where the Cowboys yeah. said, "Hey, we're not going to draft you, but we still want you to come yeah. out," did that help at all, or did it well, kind of get was, you motivation? No, listen, it was kind of crazy because like. When they had drafted Ferg, I was mad because he's so I, the Kansas City Chiefs, they had wanted me too. And so I kind of already worked out the deal with Kansas City that I was going to go there. Well, Dove called me and Dove's my guy. He's like the only coach throughout the whole process that I really like kicked it off with. And when he called me again and said, dude, like I'm the one going to be coaching you. Like you're going to be good. Just come here and trust me. Right when he said that, I hung up the phone. Andy Reid literally called five minutes later. I said, coach, I already told Dallas I'm going there. I'm not coming. What? What, dude? All that's right. awesome. Now that's my favorite. You have a coach. Can I just say now that's my favorite? You have a coach that that had such a good connection with a player, and he's like, I'm going to be coaching you. And he told Andy Reid, yeah. the team that is the favorite team to win the Super Bowl, yes. where they use their tight ends. Like Travis Kelsey yes, do. is used, all right? like he And you could be the next Travis Kelsey. I don't know when he's going to retire, but, you know, like maybe. We determined that the other day. Five years. <laughs> yeah. We gave him five more years. You could be the next. Like, you could be making plays like that all the time. And he said, no, I'm going to the Cowboys. Uh, mostly, and again, because of a coach. He said, I want to play with this coach. This coach knows me. He's my guy. I like him a lot. So, that right there is awesome. That's uh, And so, that's, yeah, that's Hendershot uh right there saying that he is tur- he turned down the Chiefs for the Cowboys. Is it okay then to say now he's my favorite? Like because of that in the moment because of that cut that you just played. Can I now say that he's my favorite? 
Um, yeah, okay. absolutely. Right. Absolutely you can. Congratulations. Um, best Peyton around. Wow. Did you just take a <laughs> shot at our Peyton? He's not our Peyton anymore. Well, oh, because he's, he's Sean and RJ on. and Bobby's Peyton at this oh, yeah. point? Peyton is great. Is he? Her than Joey. Oh, my god! I'm just kidding. I'm just taking nonsensical shots for no reason. I think Peyton is a super hard worker. I'm super happy for him. All right. And I know, Kevin, this is was my plan all along today mm-hmm. to talk more about OBJ. <sighs> Josina Anderson was on with Sean and RJ right. and Bobby this morning. Okay. Well, I get it. She was on. Yeah, she was on no, with no. them. She was good. I'm just... I, I think I've hit my maximum interest in this topic. I look forward to wherever he picks. I hope it's the Cowboys, but I'm kind of tired of the buildup. Let's go with cut two to start. Is there a chance that Beckham signs before visiting all three teams? I mean, anything can happen. A free agent process is always fluid. Anything can happen. Um, but my expectation as of right now is that he will get to um, all three teams um, because from a business standpoint, it just makes sense to, you know, give all of those teams, you know, the opportunity to get that in-person vibe. And quite frankly, after doing so, and you have that experience in person, it, you know, should, you know, raise the desire, anti-leverage, you know, for him to come to any one of those teams and other teams, you know, not just beyond those three teams. We'll see if he even goes to any other place after that. Um, I don't, I, I, it would be, it would be kind of hard pressed for me to see him not getting to Dallas and letting down uh, Jerry Jones in that sense, especially as vocal and as much pressure as Jerry Jones, I feel was putting on the situation with his comments publicly and the things that are, you know, getting said behind the scenes. So I would, I would be surprised at this point, but I've been covering the NFL for 20 years and, you know, anything is always possible. Last year I would have thought he would have, ended up with the Packers and everything switched the day of, you know, um, the decision last year um, after Von Miller and Jalen Ramsey and all those guys kept calling him and then he ended up with the Rams. So things can switch. People keep saying this team is ahead. That team is ahead. I really do not think that's the case. I I believe that the, the uh, decision is still wide open. He's still considering things. There are multiple factors to consider. Um, I, I think he has it in his head, you know, certain preferences, Kevin, this is what I this is what I really wanted to ask. This is less about Beckham and more about the art of negotiation and the art of making a deal. Which team do you want to be? Do you want to be the first team, second team, or third team? I want to be the third team. You want to be the last one to say to you kind of have all the information you can get. Given these parameters, like in a different free agency, like if it was free agency in terms of the first the start of NFL free agency then I think I would want to be the first team because I would try to, you know, like I always say when we went to Platinum Chevy, is like set the first appointment with me. You won't need the other ones. That's what I would do. But Odell Beckham has had a long time to think this over. I also agree with, I thought that was a really great answer, is I agree that he will see all of them through. And in that case, I want to be the last person. Okay. So you can also, here's my thing, you know, I, I think, was it Durant or Steph? that they or it was MJ they screwed up the no it was Durant right they screwed up the pitch to him oh yeah and like put the wrong name on there and it was like come on what are we even doing here the what's your sell at this point to like to land this player and again there are multiple things we need to discuss here a she at some point mentions 
he might not be healthy this year, that he might not play this year. He wants a multi-year deal, but this year might not happen. Jerry has already said, we got to have you this year. If we're doing this, we're doing it for this year because we think this is the year we can do it. This is the year we can win. We want to add that one other player that gives you the injection in the arm yeah. that says, we got this for the rest of the way. I mean, the Rangers, we always go back. Cliff Lee was the injection. They added Cliff Lee, and the Rangers were like, "Why? we can win. We can go win a World Series. Let's go. They weren't supposed to be there yet. This Cowboys team is ready, and adding this sends a signal from Jerry Jones that, look, I'm the re- I am willing to do what it takes to add something to this team if y'all need it or want it. Because you guys are in position to go win. That is a shot there. So I'm kind of in that spot of I if I can't I can't make the deal if he's not gonna be here this year. It just first of all, I'm with you on that. I don't see the appeal anywhere near as much because this felt like the thing where like, hey, I think we're pretty close. We could use the kind of like if you went back and watched the redeem team is they were like, Oh, hey, I think we're pretty close. And then they added Kobe. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Okay, we're good. You know, so, like, I thought that was one of these situations. There's a variety of things that I would love to tell him. First of all, there's no offense in the NFL right now that is clicking better by a variety of metrics than the Dallas Cowboys since Dak Prescott came back. You can think whatever you want, but since he came back, Dak is playing better than Josh Allen is right now. We're built to ease you into the offense. Exactly. Like, we don't have to force it. It can be, you can work your way in. And this is... This is the last thing that I would tell him. I would tell him, look, I have no doubt that if you win a Super Bowl in Buffalo, you will be beloved by all the good people in the greater upstate New York and oh, man, lower yeah. Canadian era, Without a doubt. area for the rest of your life. Everybody remembers iconic Dallas Cowboys. Yep. Everybody. People know Jim Kelly, but people really know Troy Aikman. How how are you greeting him at the star? All right. Is he is he landing in at DFW? You send the jet out the the helicopter out there to pick him up, Brent land him in because Kevin, I don't know if you've seen this or not. I've been out there. Jerry will take some people onto the helicopter and fly sure. them around the premises and then land them back and then have discussions with them. I am still shocked they didn't get a permit to build a, an airstrip at the star. <laughs> like, I am shocked that we couldn't make that private plane. Well, he knew he had the chopper. Air- he, knew yeah. he, had, he was like, I got the chopper. I, I think that's the case. And, like, the primary thing I would tell him is you will be a hero in Buffalo and parts of Canada. You will be an <laughs> icon. If you win a Super Bowl NFL, here with the Dallas Cowboys, and you will be the story when he when he arrives, should Dak be there? Yes, Dak should be there. Hank, Micah, Micah should be well, there. Well, Micah should be working out. No, because that's what Micah does. Micah could do both. Micah should be hitting a quarterback yeah, somewhere. No, but he'll be doing both at the same time. And <laughs> all I, well, as soon as he got off the helicopter, I would just be like. Ha, ha, ha. Mm-hmm. No better place for a star than the star. Yeah. And then you're done. I like you're it. You're going to win. You're going to win. I think I'm having Zeke and, and Dak there to greet him, walk him in with Jerry, you know, and then uh, and then Steven's obviously sitting there with his calculator uh, in the in one section of the room. But, yeah, man, I think that you, you yeah. let him get comfortable with, this, with some of these guys from the team that have been saying, we want this player. Yeah, Micah should be there, too, because Micah was one of the first people that jumped out there and said, bring this dude on. So, 
Anyway, uh, all kind of interesting thoughts there. Glad that Josina Anderson, who's been all over this, was on. She's with CBS, I believe. She was on with uh, with Sean and RJ and Bobby this morning. I appreciate them doing. They, they, they book some great guests, man. I really appreciate them. Here's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Tonight's a big night. And they're Thursday night Thursday football. football. Who's playing tonight, Kevin? Who is, you got? That, is that what you're super jazzed up no. about? Heck no. I'm going to be watching a little oh Thursday night football. But that is not what you're going for. I'm starting a band. And Okay. I just want to say real quick, I'm going to pick the Patriots because we just went through this anti-don't oh, go yeah. to the Bills yeah, crusade. The Bills stink. Yeah. So even though the Bills kind of own they the Patriots as of late, but I'm going to say the Patriots. CD should be there as well as Post Malone. I agree. Um <laughs> oh, yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. Fly posty in right now. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm starting a band tonight. This is our first band practice, Joey. Really excited about it. Haven't come up with a name for the band yet. Our uh, our gaming team is Whiskey Force Gaming. So uh, that's uh, that's something. Maybe we just go with Whiskey Force. That'll be our uh, our band, our I'm band sorry. name. What's up? Joey, help me out real quick. I think... I'm, my ears might be broken. Did Corey say he's starting a band? This is what I heard through my ears as well. Corey, I have it on good authority that you're starting a band. I have said that I'm starting a band. My buddy who was in the Air Force uh, for years, he and I uh, were in high school band together. And, uh, and our other buddy was also in the Army. He was in a high school band with us. He played the drums. And when my, my one friend, Travis, he moved to San Antonio and lived there for a long time. And he said, when I moved back to Dallas, which I never thought was going to happen because he has an awesome little house in, in San Antonio. He said, when I moved back to Dallas, we're starting a band. I was like, all right. So he is now back in Dallas. I'm very excited to have my buddy back. I love that guy. And tonight's our first band practice. And I couldn't be more excited I don't have any, any I don't have any songs necessarily ready and set. We've started writing some songs together. Shut your mouth. Uh, You're doing original stuff? We have some. Yeah, you got, you have to have a plan of original stuff at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh and then uh but I think tonight's just going to be, you know, one of those jam sessions to fill each other out, see how things go. Are you the lead singer? He he wants he really question. wants to be the lead singer. All right, oh, okay. he can sing well too. So there's gonna sing? be some tension within the band, maybe. Not really. <laughs> no, I'm pretty <laughs> like Motley Crue up here. <laughs> our drummer, our drummer is he knows his singing tools. Um, I can sing. I'm perfectly fine singing backup. I'm okay with that. Uh, if I actually have heard Corey sing. He's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and so like I'll if the if we have some songs that I want to sing, hell, I'll do it. There's no tension. I'm pretty okay. easy to work with, Kevin. Okay. You know this. Okay. I have well, no problem. For the most part, we have gotten heated at each other like twice before, <laughs> but we've also been working together a really long time. Is One of them was on air. <laughs> the other one was off air. Yeah, and that on air one carried <laughs> off air. I, yeah. I remember that one very vividly. Is All right, so you guys are building up your band. It's going to mm-hmm. be a process, so everyone's here and ready to rock with this band for a really long time. Yeah. Are they? I, the, the other part, don't, let's not talk about that part right now. Oh, okay. Uh, All right, never one. mind. I thought that was, never mind. So they will be there <laughs> yeah, I can't talk about for that. a really long time. Yeah, I'm hoping that we get to play for a very long time. Uh, from I will the, 100% go to will one Chamber of your said, gigs. You guys are like the Eagles. Yeah, there's, there's a, a possibility that we could be uh, like the Eagles, where our drummer is actually the singer, too. 
Uh, lots of people can sing and just jam out. I'm going to play some guitar. I've been playing acoustic guitar. Never picked up an electric guitar, so tonight will be my first time to ever play an electric guitar. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, Solos could, on my acoustic are difficult. Could you name, and by the way, somebody challenged me, and I'm texting them back, yes, that is 100% from High Fidelity. Could you name your band the Cocaine Bears? No, no. I refuse to name it the Cocaine Bears. What about Pablo Escobar? Pablo Escobar? Mm-hmm. That probably really doesn't cool work name. as well outside of the context that this bear has done cocaine yeah. or swallowed like an entire <laughs> package of cocaine. Do we have to have a bear on cocaine on the stage at all times if that's what we're going to go be by? a sick logo. Yeah. That will be your one and only gig. Uncaged. As all, it will it will end very poorly. We'll be called. Don't do that. We'll be called Unleashed. That's what we're gonna do. Okay. We're gonna say we're gonna say Unleashed is Ooh. the name of our band. See, why don't you call the band the Fan, but not all oh. of the people <laughs> in the band Just are on. It would be different. It was like you, Joey, Sharif, <laughs> Eric. Like then I'm like, well, sure, but yeah. it's like. People that aren't on the radio. Yeah, I'm gonna I, the music style. It can be anything from some uh, some acoustic Skinnerd uh, mm-hmm. to some Robert Earl Keen. Uh, there are lots of different options, lots of different avenues we can go down because we have eclectic music styles that we like. So we'll draw from a lot of things. Just real quick, and I know we need to go, but from the eight one seven, what if y'all start playing tonight and realize that you suck? Will you rock the suck? I mean. Lean into it. Be the thanks be bad. killing be of bad bands. Until we get good. Yes. Be the trolls too. Be the room. Be the thanks killing of bands. Go out there and do your thing. We're probably going to stink at first, but we're committed to growing and being great. All right. Okay. Got to have a backup plan if this radio thing doesn't work out. Oh my gosh, you've been here so long. Be a super uh, rock star. Mm-hmm. Lots of cocaine and. Bears. That's the path that you think is more likely than continuing at your current place of employment. (laughs) 41. (laughs) Fantastic. I hope it works out for you. We're the KNC Masterpiece. Leave the family behind. No. Coming up next, Mike Evans hit a huge milestone on on Sunday. Is he a Hall of Famer? 877-881-1053. And if you call your band, oh snap, I would never go to one of your gigs. We'll do that next right here on The Fan. First and goal for the five, Brady. Evans, did he catch it? Yes, sir. Touchdown. Hard to beat in the air, Mike Evans. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan with a simple question that people are already disagreeing about. Mike Evans, it yeah, a uh. lot of people have a lot <laughs> yeah. of ideas for band it. names. Thank you very much. Is Mike Evans a Hall of Famer? Mm. All right, so Mike Evans is the fifth active player to reach ten thousand career receiving yards. The other ones are Julio Jones, Sean Jackson, DeAndre Hopkins, and AJ Green. So that's the group of five that are currently at 10,000-plus yards receiving. So do you think, and he has 78 catches, which is 34th most ever, do you think he is a Hall of Famer? He has a Super Bowl under his belt? He does. I thought A.J. Green at almost 10,000 yards receiving was close to being a Hall of Famer. A.J. Green did not have a Super Bowl. 
And, you know, I think a lot of that had to do with I think the first, what, five years of A.J. Green's career. It was just insanely good. Yeah. Um, and then I feel like after that it was injuries and some other stuff, and he never, you know, age caught up. Mike Evans, the first, crap, since 2014. Is it seven years? That is just ins- like eight. The numbers are awesome. He's a thousand yard receiver every year. Thousand yard receiver every year. I believe he is now either second or in first for most consecutive one thousand yard receive uh, seasons to start a career. Now here's the here's the the thing, and he's on pace to get there again. You know, like Calvin Johnson in my eyes, Hall of Famer. Sure. You know, like I, it's just you watched him play, and you're like, yes, that's a Hall of Fame player. Mike talks about this a lot. You played against a guy in that time. Were you saying I'm playing against a Hall of Famer? Probably. You know, with Calvin Johnson. I think at some point there will be a, hey, do we change the standards? And Mike's brought this up. You brought this up. I think we've all had this discussion. We, where we change the standard for receiver. Right. Even though the numbers are incredible. Right. And nothing that our fathers ever saw whenever they were our age. Sure. These stats would blow their minds. Yeah. Like, I mean, Michael Irvin wasn't putting up these numbers. And we had, was it Steve Largent that we had yeah. on? He led in like every major statistical category when he retired. And now he's like way down the list. I'm I'm kind of fascinated at his catch percentage. Okay. His catch percentage is 57 and a half. That does not feel Hall of Famer-ish. His yards per reception are 15.2. That does That's feel insane. very Hall of Famer-ish. That, like, the, there, are, there are numbers that are like, man... He does catch. He does get a lot of deep balls passed to him, right? Yeah. Like that's his one of his fortes in college. Was yes. Johnny just said, "Throw it up in the air." Oh yeah, Mike Evans will be there. I loved Mike Evans in college. Well, that's because you you loved A and M. That is true. And he was in. But A&M. I also feel like he was a lovable player to watch because of all those amazing catches yeah. and big plays. So like, th- he his most receptions in a year is ninety six. In an era where it seems like a lot of big-time receivers are getting 100 catches a year. Okay, I'm glad that you said that. And that is kind of what like led to part of the crux of this conversation. From the 903, he does it quietly. And then from the 972, he's not a Hall of Famer. And the 228, not a Hall of Famer, wedged in between them. 972, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. So I kind of wanted to look at it from the perspective of comparing him with the other five. So if it's Mike Evans, Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun uh, Jackson, and A.J. Green, where does he fit in that hierarchy? Because I think that Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins are definitely Hall of Famers. Okay. Man, that's interesting. I think you think those two are? Yes. The other two, I do not think Deshaun Jackson is a Hall of Famer. I don't either. And A.J. Green, it felt like right when he was going to move into Hall of Fame contention is where he fell off. I actually think Mike Evans is right in the middle of those five. So, like, I think Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins are Hall of Famers based on, like, so many different metrics that we've talked about. I think Deshaun Jackson and A.J. Green are not Hall of Famers. Mike Evans' postseason career, Kevin. Consists of one playoff. It would, yeah, because Tampa Bay always sucks, or they did. Or two, I'm Brady. sorry, two playoffs, uh, two playoff runs. 
So he beats Washington, New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City, wins the Super Bowl, and then last year. He was irrelevant. He was a receiver that was an, on an irrelevant team for mo- the early part of his career until Tom Brady arrived. I just, I, you're right. I just don't know if they get, if receivers or any other position gets judged the way that quarterbacks do. It, it is a weird dynamic. I think that Mike Evans, like his playoff overall stats don't, aren't going to matter, and they certainly won't matter anywhere the same as, like, Romo's or whoever else. The the other thing, though, is, like, when you talk about that, on the national stages, on the playoff stages, I understand what you're talking about with where quarterbacks are, but that's where you get your relevance. You're right. To the rest of the country. I know I know football's played on TV on across the country, but the rest of the country gets to see you do your thing. It's the and whole here's- reason people still know who David Tyree is, is because of the postseason. Or I guess six, just that one catch. Six catches for 119 yards against Washington. You know, uh, three yard. Wow, one catch for three yards and a touchdown in the second game. Oh, well. uh, three for a touchdown in 51. One for 31 in the Super Bowl. No touchdown. Uh, then add to that the next year, nine for 117 in a touchdown. Eight for 119 in a touchdown. So like that that puts him there too. So I think he can be but there are so many receivers in this era with him that have magnificent numbers does he separate himself enough from them what is the separator he has a super bowl like that's a really good thing so is cooper cup gonna be a hall of famer because cooper cup could potentially break a lot of his records yes and has the super bowl to go with it i think he can be for sure i wonder if like the factor that we're talking about do people also then factor in the inverse of that do they say yeah, he had to catch passes for a long time from Jameis and Ryan Fitzpatrick. I don't know. Yeah, like, I, I'm not like sure what you were saying with Hopkins. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean DeAndre Hopkins. That's why DeAndre Hopkins is a hundred percent a Hall of Famer to me. Is who the hell was was throwing him the ball? Doesn't matter. I'll figure it out. And we talk so much about one of the reasons that we talk so much about All Pro is when we did our studies about like the modern Hall NFL Hall of Fame. What sells for them? Man, if you make an all-decade team, it's almost a rubber stamp. Unless, of course, you're a Cowboys player from the 70s, and they decided to drag their feet forever. But Julio Jones, two first teams, three second teams. DeAndre Hopkins, three first teams, two second teams. So essentially, and those were almost all consecutively. I think you can look at a five-year period of time where you can say Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins were the dudes. You know what I'm saying? Like I, yeah, I'm looking at the 2010s. You had Julio Jones, Calvin Johnson, Fitzgerald, and Antonio Brown were your receivers in the 2010s. And that's the thing about, and you brought it up earlier, Antonio Brown is currently, there's an active warrant yeah. saying he's wanted on battery charge stemming from an incident on November 28th. The 2000s, Moss, Harrison, Owens, Holt. All like, of them deserving to be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, those sound like your Hall of Famers right there. To 1990s, Chris Carter, Jerry Rice, Tim Brown, Michael Irvin. I, yeah. Like you, you pointed yeah. out, that defines your, whether or not those guys get in there. And it's not always fair. Is I'm not here to tell you this is what the criteria should be. I'm just telling you what the criteria are. So that's why I think Julio and DeAndre Hopkins are in. A.J. Green is a little trickier because I remember there was a time when I was like, holy crap, A.J. Green is one of the best. 
I never really thought Deshaun Jackson was the best. I thought he was really good and really fast. But I also thought, like, he's a guy who gets hurt and maybe complains a lot. And so, I don't know. But that's why I was curious. Is Mike Evans, do you think he will be a Hall of Famer? Any All-Pros did you say he had? See, and that is a huge issue for Mike Evans. He has one second team, and that's it. And do you that's know? That's a huge factor for you, man. No, you're right. But and, you use that a lot. And do you know why? Because guess who he finished behind every single one of those years? Julio Jones and DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. That's why if there if there's a Hall of Fame order, Mike Evans can't leapfrog those two. I don't think because they played at the exact same time. Now, of course, Mike Evans was younger in his career. I get all that, but those are the people he was competing against, and he didn't surpass them. So you would have to put Julio and DeAndre Hopkins, I would think, ahead of Mike Evans. But what if Mike Evans breaks off this incredible string of, let's say he gets like 12 or 13 straight 1,000-yard receiving seasons? Well, what the hell are you going to do then? That's something unique, yeah. yeah. The, and it's a very sellable thing. And, you know, it does come down to, did that media cover him too? Did they Did they see him? Did they, did they agree with whoever's pitching him? Kevin, Bobby Bell did text us and said, somebody needs to check on Derek. What happened? Michigan running back star Blake Corum is expected to have knee surgery and is out for the season. Yeah. And he should make a full recovery. He tried to play last week against Ohio State. He had like two carries. But or... his knee made it impossible. Yeah. Because you remember when we were doing Peace-a-thon is Derek and Marty, they're both mm-hmm. Michigan yeah. guys. Yeah. One was like, I hear he's playing. The other one's like, I hear he's not playing. And so he like... God bless They were both him. right. He gave their effort. Yeah, and he had, I think, like two or, two or three carries, and you're like, well, that's not going to work. The good news for Michigan is they still beat the brakes off Ohio State. What does that look for? Terrence Steele's not at practice today. Is it illness, or is it a scheduled day off? Why, why are you doing this to me? Diggs and Gallup. Diggs, I know, was sick. Sick. This stupid flu hasn't passed Terrence all the Steele, way through there. What McCarthy are they, my baby? Hinted that illness is impacting others. So I, maybe it is Steele has the illness as well. You know what? We have Peters, so we're This okay. is the best time ever to have Sunday night football, all right? So we'll build you up throughout Sunday uh-huh. and make sure they're good to oh go by then. It's just Thursday. It's okay. <sighs> we got Jerry tomorrow. We'll ask him. Yeah. I'm sure he'll have all What the, the hell can we do to get rid of this flu? That's how we should ask the question. We're the KNC masterpiece. He might have it. Like, was that jab. why he was coughing with Sean and RJ? The jab. The flu jab. Stop that. That's, Coming up next. I got my flu shot. That's good. Because I was forced to. Otherwise, I Oh, my move. God. But you were so close. Coming up next. We will chit-chat with the fellas from the G-Bag Nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We got Joey the Jet running our board yeah. as, <laughs> yes. I want to yeah, say as always, but as a lot Often, of the times, yeah, yeah we're still, uh, as lately, yeah, we're still working on that. All right, right now, courtesy of DNM Leasing, it is time for a chit chat with the fellas from the G Bag Nation. Gentlemen, how is you today? Terrific, Hagee. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you very much. Now, Wolchuk, you just said something that was not going to be the crux of this crosstalk, but I do want to bring it up. Are you on Game Changers Season 1 or Season 2? Two. All right, once they abandoned Emilio Estevez, I abandoned their show. Uh, you're not. It wasn't He's bad He's doing decision. it wrong. No, this decision. is a great season. The ending stunk. 
But no, right. So like it was okay. The it finale was, was just not good. Yeah, just not good. I wasn't into it, man. It it just was. It was too forced. They were trying to do some nostalgia I to agree. the original series, and it was just it didn't work for me. And I think that the main kid in it, Evan Morrow, mm-hmm. he's not very likable. Oh really? I'm not. I'm not. He's just a little brat. Of his kid. face. I think he's got a punchable face. Okay. When he was chubby, like kind one? of punchable guy. No, no like exactly. Zach very different punching. Yeah. Like oh, okay. Zach Wilson punchable. Mm. Zach no. Wilson feels like his actions make him more punchable than just his face. <sighs> his face is not helping him though. Okay. Like, when he's walking through that locker room and they're like, he clearly doesn't care. A lot of that's just genetics in his face. It's a good mm-hmm. question. What kind of punchable face does this Evan Morrow kid have? And I feel bad because he's like probably 16. More, you know what? A dicey tough. I think yeah. it's. I think yeah. You got a good point there. Oh, man, crush him. Very Miles Teller. <laughs> yeah. Oh face. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's I'll a get, good one, Corey. Kind of in that in that vein Boom. is wow. where I'd go with. We that. hit it. Yeah. Uh, just like you would like to hit his face. I get it. Is twelve teams? It is. Is the Rose Bowl back down, or they eventually gave in because? College football playoff and Money. ESPN were threatening to move on without them. They're like, yeah. the hell with you. We don't need you in this playoff. We'll bring in the Citrus Bowl or whatever. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. We were just kidding. We'll we'll fall in line at least for the next few years. So now college football playoff expanding to 12 teams for 24 and 25. And then I believe they will re-renegotiate these contracts. But it looks like 12 teams, not next year, but the year after that, are you guys excited about it, or do you think that is going to dilute and water down the regular season? No, this is great. We've been talking about it for 25 years. You know, college <laughs> right. football just moves at a snail's pace. Uh, you know, I, I I think it's always made sense. And now that we're getting there, I mean, the, the, the game has been growing great. It's been awesome for the last 15 years. And I really think, you know, the B, BCS started to dilute the other games. This move to the playoffs started to dilute the other games. But overall, I feel like the drama is just as good, if not better than ever. Man, I'm glad that you said that because I think people forget, like, even if you didn't like the BCS or the way it is now, People forget how effed everything would be like this year. Is Georgia has to play in the Sugar Bowl. Ohio State would have to play, or excuse me, Michigan would have to play in the Rose Bowl. TCU would have to play in the Cotton Bowl. And you're like, I don't effing know. They all play different levels of opponents. You hope that you win by 50 points, but then the AP voters were going to be like, I'm going to do whatever the hell I want to do. No, yeah. I, yeah, I think you're absolutely right about this. I, I think that the the universities too, and and with the way that you know, when you expand the playoff, you're going to start to see these universities. They need this nil money too. Oh so yeah. So any yes. extra money that they can make, or any extra exposure that they can make in the playoffs, because you've got guys like Ryan Day at Ohio State coming out and basically telling his his boosters, we need twenty five million dollars. And we, we need it now. We were talking about that in terms of bringing back Bijan Robinson. Like yeah. he could be a first right. round pick. Yeah. Is like, why would you not I'm get the Texas people and be like, hey, our running back is the reason we won games this year. Hell we yeah. should bring him back. I mean, may, maybe Manning's going to be awesome. It looks like yours. I know he's still growing into it, but he looks like he might be like, you know, kind yeah. of a guy. Is Bijan Robinson is the dude? Mm-hmm. Why not? Bring all the money in and keep him. And you have the rookie's wage scales. Like yeah. It's all slotted. So we went through Brugler's mock 1.0 yesterday. 21st, right? He was first running back picked. So if you're telling me, like, okay, what's the slot for the 21st guy? That's all guaranteed money. Yeah. You know, I would kind it's of. It's like $16 million over four years. Yeah. So on average $4 million a year, you got to think you yeah. can get more we'll than that. S- we'll set you up with our crooked insurance company and get you covered just in case, yeah. and we'll get you more than $4 million guaranteed. That should be easy 
so easy for well, Texas. especially for running backs too, because they're in a they're in a bad situation now. Teams are starting to run the ball more, and we'll see if the running back comes back. I don't know. I don't know when we'll ever see a running back get drafted fourth overall, like Zeke or something like that. But sure, I mean it's a. Uh, but to, to, to answer the the whole thing about this playoff thing, it's it's just going to be about the money, and it's you know, and these schools now know that they have to have money to compete. You know, they have to have money. I mean, that's. You know the 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 poor universities that play football, and I, I I say this in a way as Auburn hands out another big contract for a coach. You know that's twenty million dollars or so that they're paying for coaches they don't even have. So yeah, I mean anything they could do to expand, I'm sure these universities would appreciate that for sure. I do wonder the quality of games because if you look at right now, even the college football playoff, we haven't gotten a lot of great semifinal games. Like you've got yeah. that Rose Bowl with yeah. Oklahoma and Georgia that comes to mind, but otherwise, I mean, it's it's very few and far between. So I, at it, least there's stakes to them. Like the bowl games, right. it's like, okay, they win and it's just cool for that they team that won. a little bit more meaningful. That's it. At least now... Yeah, the games have stakes to them. Which I'm is for it. Cool. That like I, I'm not against the expansion. Twelve might be a little too much for me. I kind of thought like maybe six to eight would have been perfect. But hell, I, I'm not against the the twelve team expansion. Is that twelve? Then I'm just assuming logic would dictate the top four get the buy, yeah. and then the rest I'll play. So you could be adding four games. Which I'm I'm glad they're finally admitting the charade of the safety of the student uh, athlete yes. is out the window. Don't get me wrong. I believe in the concept of student athlete. I do not like how the NCAA uses it as a catch-all shield for anything. They're like, look, we care about the student athletes. Like, no, you don't. Mm-hmm. Just admit you don't, and you just want to use this for more money. I would be fine if we at least had that grown-up conversation. That's adding four well, more games. Well, I think the kids. Maybe. are I, I think the kids are okay with it too. Now. I bet they are. Yeah, I, I don't think. I mean, we're. It's. It's now the kids are now partners in this. You know, the kids are now getting paid. So any opportunity that they have to show their ability and to get paid for it, I, I think the kids don't care at all. I mean, I think they'll they'll play they'll play a hundred games. You guys can play hundred games. Win win for the kids and the universities. I don't think it really waters down the regular season either. Like I know that you don't been- think the juice would be off a little bit of Michigan Ohio State. Just asking because like I know a loss this weekend could put Ohio State right no. back in. But as it stall as it stands. Ohio State will miss the playoff because they lost to Michigan. Right. Whereas under the new system, no chance People in hell. People get up for that it. game anyway, though. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like yeah. That's, that's always gonna. That's but the talk would then become the buy. Yeah. Right. You, st- you get the buy. Okay. And it's still it's still big game football, and America's still gonna rally around all of that. And now you can't you can lose you can lose a, a game, and your season isn't just tanked now. Yeah. Right. Because some schools, it's like ah, oh, we lose we lost now. Are, we don't even really have a hope. Love and that now point. it's like your whole season's still alive, even though you lost or whatever it may be. You know, and the gambling aspect, every all these games matter. Hell now. yeah. So now you're gonna get maybe better non conference matchups for week one, week two, some until you get your conference games. And then we're gonna be talking about the seeding. You know, teams who maybe who you don't want to play. And you're going to be jockeying for positioning and that kind of thing, like we're doing towards the end of the NFL season now. And in Barnwell's article today, yeah, in terms of you know teams that you want to avoid, and, and yeah. so they'll, they'll still be everybody an aspect wants to of avoid it. the Eagles, right? Apparently. Well, which is BS. I think everybody probably My wants answer to is avoid the 49ers. Absolutely, right? it should yeah, be the, the 49ers, 49ers for sure. They're the, the one team that ha- they've got the best offensive and defensive lines. <laughs> no, you're right. Everybody Corey. wants to avoid the but Cowboys, it, for the team the Cowboys would want to avoid. They listed oh, okay. as the Eagles, and we yeah. were like. 
What? Mm. No, no, I actually want I, I want the Cowboys to avoid themselves because I think they beat themselves. There you go. That so don't get in your point. own way, Cowboys. I will Thank read you. that article. Let me know when it's up. All right, it's what coming. do you guys got coming up on the program today? I didn't know you Pure gold read. is always Haggy. Thanks for asking. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. It is a Thursday, so Tank Lawrence will join us about 4.40. And I heard mm. in the 5 o'clock hour another sweet giveaway. That's right. Those Cowboys 100 level tickets. So mm. if you want to get involved, check it out. Roll home with the G-Bag Nation. We have been the KNC Masterpiece. Make your way back with us tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. right here on 105.3 The Fan. Man, this is a fun show, Kevin. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the last one, I think. Why? After what happened earlier. Oh, yeah. Well, what can you do? See you next time, man. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.